Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, everyone, and welcome back or welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. Uh, It's a solo episode today with me, your co-host, Chris Smith. Lissa is not obviously joining me. I'm sad about that. I'm sure that you're sad about that. Uh, Melissa, you know, I, I say this all the time, but she really is my hero. She's uh, she's an incredible leader. She does an amazing job with this podcast. And a lot of times people give us credit. And I always say, look, I, I don't deserve any credit for the podcast. Melissa does everything. She's the one that got it off the ground. She's the one that plans it. I just, I get to do the easy job, show up and co-host it with her. But she really is the leader um, behind all of it. And I wanted to share something today that just, I hope it, I hope it can help someone. And, and I, and I think it could apply to all of us. And what inspired this, uh, this particular episode is Melissa recently posted on the family brand Instagram, which is our family brand is the Instagram handle. And she said, you know, what's the biggest struggle or challenge facing your family today? And she had quite a few families respond and there was, you know, various responses in the areas of, you know, we don't have enough time as a family, or we feel like we're spread too thin or raising toddlers or newborns. But the overwhelming responses by far, the majority of the responses had to do something with, and we're just struggling financially. Like we're struggling to try and get ahead and you know, with inflation is eating us alive and we're just, we, we can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. And, and again, there was, there were so many of those types of responses that Melissa and I were like, wow, like just our heart, you know, just really, we just really felt for these families and, and could really see like, man, families are really struggling. And, and I wanted to shoot this episode today to, to talk about that and maybe offer some, some, some ideas and, and first and foremost, just to tell you that if that is your situation, that, yeah, like w- we feel for you and you're in our thoughts and prayers. And, and I, and, and we know from personal experience, how daunting that can feel. I mean, there was, there was a time in mine and Melissa's, you know, marriage where we just really, really struggled financially and we were buying, you know, groceries on credit cards and just barely making it every month and kind of living paycheck to paycheck. And, and it did not seemed like there was any light at the end of the tunnel. It just never seemed like we would ever get ahead. Never seemed like we'd ever be able to crawl out of that place. And I know that when you have that kind of pressure financially, that just compounds and creates pressure, you know, almost everywhere. And so I just, I'll just share with you, not even to try and give you advice or from a place of an expert, but I'll just, I'll just share with you some of the things that were helpful to us that it, amazing advice people gave us. And just some of the things that we were able to do to start slowly kind of crawling our way out of this tunnel of darkness and starting to see the light. But first and foremost, just, yeah, my heart, it, it goes out to you. And, and, and I also want, you to know, there is hope there is, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And so I just, 
kind of start like how it occurs for me as far as I remember what happened. You know, the the first thing that it was kind of interesting for Melissa and I, we realized and had some help from some really close friends that when we were struggling the most financially, now this is again, just from our experience, our perspective, it was probably the time that we were also the least responsible with our money. It was, it was the, it was probably the time where we were the, probably the, we weren't the best of stewards, if you will. We didn't really have a set budget. We didn't really know kind of down to the penny where our money was going. And so that was kind of the first wake up call we had from a friend of ours that was like, Hey, if you want to start to improve your situation, it starts by really being a good steward of what you already have. Cause I always kind of thought of like, Oh, I'll, I'll be a good steward once I have something to steward over once. <laughs> You know, but I have nothing right now. So how can I be a good steward? And and the reality is that's not true. I, I could I could be a good steward of what I had. And again, Melissa drove the charge on this really big time and she got us following a budget. And I know that's about the least fun thing for a lot of people to talk about, but for us it was so useful to just see, okay, down to the penny, how much money do we have coming in? Where do we have money going out? And then that was just this first thing for us, like this just awareness that was super useful. And it even, just even that little like active intentionality kind of gave us a little bit of hope. Like, okay, we're, we're being proactive about, you know, doing something about it. And look, some of you might may already be doing this, but I'm just, again, sharing our experience of kind of what we did. And then from that place, a friend of ours gave us this really simple system of, okay, every time you have money that comes in, set up these different bank accounts within your bank, like rainy day, you know, bills, expenses, and then a little bit left over to invest, which at the time we didn't really have anything. But, and the only point I'm bringing up there is before that, we just had money come into one account. It just stayed in that one account. We spent money out of that account. And then we just hoped that there was some left over at the end. But it was a way for us to start breaking down. And again, I'm trying to remember, but I really think that the way it was structured and still is today is, you know, we had our, we had our bills. So, so, so money would come in, we put it in the main bank account. We knew what our bills were because we'd gotten down kind of the penny. So we put the amount of money we knew we had to have for our bills into the bills account. We try to take a tiny bit and put it into a rainy day, you know, fund. Our friend, he, he called his crap happens <laughs> fund. And then, you know, and then if we had some, we'd put a little bit left over in the just saving. And again, that just, that allowed us to have, start to have a little more confidence and have a little bit more intentionality. But okay, at least we're, we're trying to be good stewards of what we already have. And it was amazing just by doing that, we were able to start saving. It was tiny, but I think that was a, we counted that as a massive win that we're like, wow, we're actually saving a little bit of money. So it was kind of like we were looking for any win that we could have. And then we had another friend who came and really kind of helped us with the mindset that we had around money. And this was, for me, was the biggest shift because for me at that time, the way I thought about money, the way I talked about money was, and it kind of the energy I had around it and everything I put out into the universe was money is hard to come by. Um, we never have enough money. We can't afford that. We don't have enough money for that. And, you know, you've, if you've listened to any of our episodes, we believe strongly that language is creation and that language creates this energy. And so I don't think we were doing ourselves any favors by always talking and thinking about money from this place of scarcity and not enough and how hard it is. And again, I had a friend who pointed that out to me and I'm grateful that they did. And it was, they were kind of direct and blunt with me and it was hard to hear, but it just helped me realize that 
you know, I'm not just going to all of a sudden start speaking about money differently. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's not going to like just magically change everything overnight. However, just like I've started to be a little bit more intentional about knowing what money I have coming in and where it's going. What if I started changing some of the things I say about money and that might start to change some of the beliefs I have about money. And so we used to say all the time, Melissa and I, well, we can't afford that or we don't have money for that or must be nice or, and then it would just create kind of more of that energy. And so we started trying to get really disciplined and kind of catch each other and call each other out and say things like, okay, hey, we're not going to say we don't have enough money or we can't afford that. What we'll say instead is something like, you know, something would come up that we'd wanted to do. And if we didn't have the money, we'd say, okay, we're not going to be able to do that yet, but we are going to be able to do that if we save a little bit. Or instead of like, we can't afford that, it's like, okay, what can we do to create the money? You know, what could we do to make this a reality, make this a possibility? That little shift was kind of everything for me. And I, I didn't just keep it around money. I kind of started applying it to everything in my life because I found for me, it was really easy for me to spend most of my time talking about the things in my life that I didn't have, that I didn't want, and that didn't work. And then my life just had more of what I didn't have, what I didn't want, what didn't work. And then when I made this one shift to start spending more of my time thinking and talking about what I do have, what I do want, and what does work, I started finding more things in my life that I did have, that I did want, and found more things to work. And so it was just, it really started with that mindset of, Let's change, let's start to change the relationship we have, you know, with money and just the language that we use around it. And I know it sounds so simple, but I, I and I've now since, you know, shared that with a lot of my clients. Um, interesting little story. I had someone recently who, you know, wanted to come and do some consulting and coaching with me in my, in my consulting business. And right when I finished, you know, uh, telling this particular person about um, the investment and they said, well, oh, I'd, I'd really love to do it, but I don't. And I cut them off. I go, hold on, don't, don't say what you're about to say, you know, because don't put that kind of limiting energy out into the universe. And they're like, well, how did you know what I was going to say? And I said, well, I think you were going to say, I really want to coach with you, but I don't have the money. And this particular person was like, yeah, like, how did you know? And I was like, because I, I know, like, because I've been there before. And I said, and here's what happens. The minute you say, you know, I'd really love to coach with you, but I don't have the money. Well, that now is your answer. That's what's possible is you don't have the money. And it's almost like you say no before you even had a chance to say yes. And I said, so watch, watch just how simple this little reframe is. And I said, imagine you told me, hey, Chris, I really want to work with you and give me some time to go create the money. And I just said, like, how does that feel? And this person goes, wow, that actually feels way better. And now I can actually see that I would start thinking of ways to go create the money. I might actually have a chance to go do it. I was like, yeah, that's the power of it. Like, I think sometimes when it comes to money, either because of the homes we grew up in or just experiences we've had, we've just created such a limiting belief around it. And we just look for evidence all the time of why there's not enough and why we don't have enough and why we'll never have enough, which then tends to kind of like, we just keep finding evidence of that. And so we, we've got to figure out how to, in our minds, start to find evidence for why we maybe could go create more or look for opportunities to create more or look for opportunities to like add more value in the world or, you know, because I can tell you that when we didn't have a whole lot of money and we had this mindset around money that wasn't powerful, I was never thinking of ways to go create more money. I was never thinking of ways to go add more value in the world or looking for solutions. 
I just kind of was obsessed about the fact that we don't have enough, we won't have enough. And I just caught in that rut. And, and so again, starting to be a good steward of what we already had, starting to look for ways to start to say yes and changing kind of the narrative and not using phrases in our house. Like we're, you know, we're so broke or we can't afford that and we don't have enough. And so I think sometimes we just don't give ourselves enough of a chance to say yes to possibility. And so I just wanted to share this today. And, you know, and, and again, I, I know that for some of you listening who might be struggling, you know, it might not seem like, you know, it might, might seem like, well, okay, that's useful. And it doesn't change the reality of where I'm at today. And, and look, again, I, I feel for that. And I know that it's, it may not immediately change it, but I can promise you that if you, if you make every intention to, to be a good steward of what you already have, and if you can start to change the beliefs and especially what you say, right? Because what you say can start to change your beliefs. I promise you that you will be given like thoughts and ideas and inspiration of things you could do to maybe go create a little bit of extra money or add a little more value in the world or, you know, get a little bit better job. And, and, and instead of putting all of your energy towards what you don't have, what you don't want, what isn't working around money, maybe start putting more of that energy around, okay, here's what we do have that we're grateful for. Here's what we, we, you know, is working and here's what we do want. And look, you're, you're incredible. Like you're an infinite, I believe as a human being, you have infinite intelligence and wisdom. You're a divine being who has access to guidance and revelation or flow or inspiration, whatever you want to call it. And I think we just got to put ourselves in that, in that place of receiving that. Um, and I just want you to know, I, I'm, I believe in you. I'm rooting for you. I promise you that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And if there's anything that we could do for you is like, if you want additional ideas or thoughts or just hear more of, you know, what we've done around this, you know, reach out to us on Instagram and just, you know, if we can help, um, you know, just even be, you know, and, and that's another thing too, is like, I would, I would say, okay, one last thing that's really important. I almost forgot. I mean, I kind of touched on it, but I maybe didn't call it out as clearly as I could have. The amount of people I turned to that were helpful was amazing. You know, because there was people that I knew that were good stewards of their money and did have money. And like, I was like, okay, teach me. And then there was people who I felt like had a better relationship around money than I had. And so, you know, don't struggle in silence. You know, that this idea that we know like shame and struggle, it just thrives in secret. Like reach out to people, ask for advice, ask for mentorship. Just let people know. And um, yeah, I believe in you. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.